and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to the rebel girls and riot girls in the music industry and why they matter. Each episode will feature songs by bands you just need to hear. So if you think you're ready, I will see you in the front. Welcome back to Rebel Hearts. Today I'm going to be doing a little bit of a different episode. I'm going to be actually reviewing the entire new Paramore album, After Laughter, that came out on Friday, May 12th. I'm recording this on Sunday, May 14th. Um, it was such a cool record. Um, I don't know how else to describe it um, initially, but I it, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I also don't expect a lot from from Paramore because since self-titled, I know that everything could be totally different. And um, I'm gonna preface this with saying that I am a fan of Brand New Eyes, which is my favorite Paramore record that came out in 2009. And it's important to know that through this whole review because uh, Brand New Eyes is a very aggressive um, kind of, yeah, more or less just an aggressive record. Haley's lyrics in it just basically show that she was judged and the band kind of falling apart and them thinking they can piece it back together, which turned out that they really couldn't considering that Josh and Zach left in 2010. Zach is now thankfully back. He's one of my favorite drummers of all time. I think he's incredibly talented and it's super nice to have him back in the band. I can't wait to see all of that live again because I was on, I saw the last tour that Paramore did with Zach and it was just super sad because, you know, you could just feel that it was done. So that is important to know because this record is not even close to aggressive in the music aspect of it, but maybe you can make an argument for the lyrics being somewhat aggressive because it deals with a lot of um, heartache about friendships and relationships and all of that stuff and you can really hear it in the first song Hard Times which I'm going to talk about in a second but keep in mind me saying that I am a brand new Eyes fan because it makes this review so interesting because this album does not even sound close to brand new Eyes and doesn't even sound close to self-titled actually this record stands alone by itself and it was really cool to hear all these songs and just have an open mind when it comes to Paramore, I've always had an open mind, especially because they're my favorite band. I love Haley's voice. Haley can put her voice on really anything and I'll enjoy it. She's branched out into many different genres. She has a song with Domesticated, which is Jordan of Newfound Glory and Ethan Lux um, side project that they just released a new song, uh, I believe last year, or the beginning of this year called Vanarchy. They're kind of a joke band and she does a she does screaming vocals on the song called What's His Face, and it's my favorite song ever. It's my ringtone. I love it. Um, hopefully I get to play it for you guys one day. But I just want to say that I will be playing um, 20 to 30 second clips of each song from After Laughter. Um, I know that I said that I get permission for all of my songs, and I have yet to get permission to play Paramore songs, so hopefully this won't be an issue, but I really wanted you guys to get a taste of this record and especially my favorite parts of all of these songs because I think it's super important and it will bring so much more life to this review and I hope that I don't get found by whatever corporation will find me. So here we go. I'm going to go track by track and I'm going to be playing 
like I said, 20 to 30 second clips of each song so you guys kind of get a feel for what I'm talking about because I'm not really going to explain it that greatly, unfortunately, because I've never really done an album review. And to be honest, I'm only doing this because this record was so different and a lot of people have a lot of mixed emotions about it. And I definitely have really clear cut emotions about it and I really like it. So here we go. Track one, it's called Hard Times. Um, it was the lead single that came out uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. It wasn't that long ago that After Laughter was announced. Um, everybody was freaking out the day before that it had happened. I remember a Reddit user getting everybody, well, at least getting me excited, saying, plot twist, what if this is the darkest and heaviest song they've ever written? And I was like, oh my god, it could be because it's called Hard Times. What doesn't sound more punk than that? And then... I was very surprised when I first heard it because I was sitting, it came out a half hour early actually. I go to work at 8.30 in the morning, or at least I start at 8.30 in the morning and the song was supposed to drop at 8.30. So I was pretty bummed out because I'm like, no, I have to wait till I go on my lunch break to hear this song. But they actually dropped it at eight o'clock. I was coming out of Starbucks because I always get coffee in the, in the morning on my way to work. And I get all the updates for Paramore on, on my phone for when they tweet and all that stuff because I don't want to miss anything, especially with After Laughter coming out. I I got a I got the tweet from Haley and from Paramore that said, here you go, here's hard times and here's a video. So I freaked out immediately and I put it in the auxiliary cord in my car and I just sat there and watched the video. And my first reaction was, you know, Oh my God, I love Haley's look. I love the new aesthetic. I'm, I'm here for it. it. It looks amazing. I love the blonde hair. Blonde Haley is my favorite Haley. I think that she looks incredible as a blonde, but I think she looks incredible no matter what. But immediately when I heard the, the beginning, which everybody kept saying sounds like Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid, and now I can't get that out of my brain. At first I, you know, no offense to Paramore, but I kind of thought that it wasn't, real. I thought it was an ad on YouTube because, you know, at the time I, I wasn't um, looking at my phone when it first started. I was um, pulling out of my parking spot and I thought it was an ad. And then all of a sudden I hear the drums and I hear the guitar and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't, you know, an ad or maybe this isn't a joke. So when Haley started singing, I was just overwhelmed with emotion. This is the first like new song that we've heard from Paramore since um, Native Tongue and Escape Route, um, the B-sides to the self-titled record came out. Actually, no, that's not true. We uh, Hate to See Your Heartbreak with Joy Williams the, um, from the Civil Wars back when she was in that band. Uh, that was, I think, uh, 2014, I think that came out. But we haven't really heard a new song from Paramore in like three or four years. So hearing that first line from Haley in 2017, I was just overwhelmed with emotion, like, oh my god, this is happening, we're getting a new Paramore record, like, in three weeks, and it was just, it, this is Paramore to me. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people liked Hard Times, but then there was, of course, the fans that are like, this isn't Paramore, I don't like this, you know, this sounds too pop, this sounds this, this sounds that, but as soon as I heard Haley's voice, that was Paramore to me. And that's not to say that Haley is the only member of Paramore, the only important member of Paramore, but she has a way to tie everything in. You know, Taylor said it in the interview that they did 
for um, After Laughter, one of the first interviews that they did on camera for it, he said that, you know, he, he and Zach can do whatever they want. And then when Haley gets on it, that's Paramore, you know, it just ties it all together. And it's super, and super true. It has nothing to do with her being the, the quintessential member of Paramore, as, you know, people might say it. But it's just she ties it all together, you know. Paramore will always be the three of them or you know the four of them or the five of them whoever is in the band at the time you know though that's the band to me you know Zach Taylor and Haley those are those are my people Zach being out of the band for for a couple of years just broke me just broke me because I love his drumming his drumming on careful which is my favorite Paramore song it's from brand new eyes his drumming is incredible I don't think that any drummer can match that you know I love Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath and the Almost but I just I didn't I didn't get the same passion and I didn't get the same Paramore vibe with him playing with them for a lot uh, when they played with him live the last couple of years since Zach's departure but once Zach got back on the kit and I saw their hometown show that they played a couple of days ago I was like this is this is Paramore to me you know no matter what they do they could write they, they can write anything and the three of them on it will always be paramour to me. So the first line of uh, Hard Times when Haley says, all that I want is to wake up fine, tell me that I'm all right, that I ain't gonna die. Her face when she says, I ain't gonna die, it's still engraved in my brain. It's just like her looking stone cold into the camera, looking terrified. And it's just, you know, you get this vibe that this whole album is going to be full of emotion and that I don't think I was ready for it. I'm still not ready for it, even though I've heard the record over and over again. You know, I got my pre-order in the mail when I got home from Crime and Stereo on Friday. And it's just like, I've, it, it's been the only thing that's been in my car. It's the only thing that I'll probably play in my car for the next year, to be totally honest with you guys. Um, before that was Daniel Striped Tiger on a broken... CDR that we burned but yeah the song is definitely catchy I mean I I didn't hate hard times at first but it, after a few listens I was definitely jamming out to it I loved it more and more I was like yeah you know I I could dance to this I can totally see myself rocking out to this and I have many times on snapchat and I have many times in real life I can't wait for it to play on the player at work because I'm going to annoy the living shit out of everybody because I just I love when Paramore comes on and uh, public places, especially my work, because I want everybody to know that I am a Paramore fan. <laughs> but um, I just want you guys to also know that I don't like 80s music. I don't like anything about it. I've just never been a fan of it. You know, I always say that I don't like music before like 1999, 98, like early Britney Spears and all that. And it's just, it's just not my style. I just don't like it. I have an immense amount of respect for it any music that came before my generation but it's just not something that I can listen to in the car or something that I could put on my iPod and be like yeah I like this so the fact that that's the absolute vibe of this song Paramore can just do anything and I'll be like yeah this is this is super cool and it was just oh my god they just always managed to be the only exception you know not to uh, make a brand new eyes joke but I just did so overall, Haley's vocals are great on the song. She does a lot of vocal tricks live that she's never really done on a record yet. And I'm happy to see them finally on a recording. 
if you're a Paramore fan and if you've seen them live, you kind of know what I'm talking about, or at least I hope I know what you're talking. I hope you know what I'm talking about. And Zach is still and will always be my favorite drummer. And Taylor is just super creative with all the parts that he wrote. He's incredible at you know all his guitar parts in every single Paramore record that he's ever played on. And also the Aaron Weiss spin in the the video is that just me being too much of a me without you fan when Aaron is. Uh, playing and singing live or is that just me and if you're a me without you fan you probably know what I'm talking about or again I hope you know what I'm talking about <laughs> so that's hard times I'm gonna play you guys a little clip of it right now this is kind of just you know gonna give you a feel I don't have a favorite part of the song but this is just a little bit of that song just so you guys get an idea if you haven't heard it yet it's been on every radio station I know if it's been on BLI it's probably been on every other major radio station because I feel like BLI never gets any music that I listen to so here you go here's a little bit of hard time So that was track one, Hard Times. Uh, I'm gonna move on to track two. It's called Rose Colored Boy. This is everyone's favorite song aside from 26 at the on the record. And at first I really didn't like it. I really didn't, I don't like the intro to most of the songs on the record to be completely honest with you guys. It's just not my, not my forte, not my style, not my, my taste really. And that's not to say that the songs are bad or trash or anything by any means. It's just the first like five seconds of every song or well, almost every song, I should say, not every song, but for the most part, all the kind of eighties influenced songs. I'm not really a huge fan of, but all the songs are really good. So when I first heard the first five seconds of Rose Colored Boy, I was super confused and I didn't understand why everybody was in love with the song. I can understand why they liked the song, but I didn't understand why everybody was like, oh my God, this is the best song I've ever heard. So I listened to the song the first time and I didn't really love it at first but then I listened to it a couple more times and I was like yeah I'm super into it there's a chant that um Haley and I believe um JMJ who did uh the producing and the bass on After Laughter I believe his daughter did the um did the chant and I don't I don't know the words but I know it says um something something no um Oh, I can't, I can't think of it right now. When she says, uh, just hang with me in my weather. I, I haven't read the lyrics yet. I've just been listening to the record nonstop, trying to learn them via, you know, listening with uh, just my ears and all that stuff. I haven't really sat down and read the lyrics to any of the songs yet. I, I will eventually, but I want to get a feel for how everything sounds and, you know, how the vocals are and everything. And be prepared for when I see them next, which is hopefully soon. They haven't announced the US North American tour yet. And I know that I'm going to be broke as fuck when they do because I'm planning on going four or five dates. Last uh, last tour on writing the future, I went to three. So I'm trying to one-up myself every time that they tour just in case, you know, because Paramore is not going to be around forever. I can't say when they're going to break up, but I know inevitably all bands do. All good things come to an end. And I don't want to sit here, you know, when I'm, you know, older and say, oh, I wish that I could have seen them 
when they were still around because I've done that with plenty of bands. I did that with The Chariot. I totally missed out on them. I saw them on their last tour and I'm super heartbroken because I don't think they're ever, ever going to get back together. So I don't really want that to happen with Paramore. So Rose Colored Boy is a really cool song. The lyrics are really neat and I don't really have any other feelings about the song. It's just a cool song. Um, overall, I just think that the chant is really different for Paramore, and I think that it definitely shows um, growth and progression in the way that they took a, a risk kind of with the song. So yeah, I'm gonna play you guys a couple of seconds of Rose Colored Boy. that was Rose Colored Boy. Uh, again, I don't really have a lot of feelings about the song, but it is a good song overall. Uh, definitely different for them. And that's basically all I have about that song. But the third track, which is Told You So, oh my gosh, this is my second favorite Paramore song ever. And I don't understand anybody that doesn't like this song. I'm sorry guys, but I just don't. This song is great. I love it so much. Um, it has a little... It, I, I don't know why people don't like the song only because out of all the songs on the record this sounds the most like what people are you know when people talk about oh I miss the old Paramore I feel like Told You So is the quintessential old Paramore-esque song or the closest to old Paramore as you're gonna get you know it's got everything it's it's not that funky it's not that um different than the stuff that they've ever done and that's not to say that it's not different but it's not too different where I can see why people are either put off or don't like it. You know, it still has guitar in it, a really good guitar part uh, nonetheless, and it's still very drummy. It's still very, you know, it's still very rhythmic and it still sounds like a rock band. You know, it doesn't sound like the whole, like the other songs. It doesn't sound like Hard Times. You know, after hearing Hard Times, I had no idea where this album was going, to be totally honest with you. And I wasn't upset about it and I wasn't, you know, down about it. I was just like, all right, let's see what this record's going to bring, you know, especially because Paramore keeps kept saying how different it was going to be. Um, I have a friend who actually heard the record before it was released. He heard it back in, I don't even know, it was, it was a couple months ago. It was like late 2016. He said that he had heard it and all I wanted to know is how many tracks there were and what did he think it sounded like because I know he's not a huge Paramore fan so it would be cool to get like if if he said it sounded like you know something popular by them I would know where to go from there so I asked him I said how many tracks and he says I don't know like 11 or 12 and I said oh it's kind of a bummer because self-titled was so long I think there were 17 or 18 tracks on it and and then they gave the two b-sides which I love escape route it's one of my favorite Paramore songs I was bummed that they didn't play it on Parahoy 2 since they played it on the first Parahoy but anyway uh, I hope they play it on Parahoy 3 um, so I asked him how many songs and he said that and then I asked him what do you think it sounds like and he says it sounds like Paramore and I said okay which I think when anybody says that that isn't a Paramore fan, they they mean Riot, which is their really um, famous album, I guess you can call it. It's it's the breakout album for them that put them on the map, especially with Misery Business. 
So when he said that, I was like, okay, if it sounds like Riot, I'm cool with that. I love Riot. I said, for a pessimist is one of my favorite songs, you know, when it rains, all of those, all of those tracks born for this is really heavy hitting. So that's all I wanted to know. I didn't want to pry. I didn't want to ask him anything else because I'm sure he probably wasn't allowed to disclose much, but I just wanted to know, you know, what, what to kind of expect. So I texted him after Hard Times came out and I said, what the fuck? I said, you said that this sounded like Paramore. And he's like, oh, it does sound like Paramore, just, you know, with a Jamaican vibe. And I was like, oh, man. But I didn't mean it in a mean way. I love Hard Times. I think it's a really cool track, and I'm glad it was the lead single because it really show it really separated fans. It's like, you know, are you, are you here to stay or are you here to cry and listen to All We Know Is Falling, you know? So <laughs> it was just, I, I love Told You So for a number of reasons, but, you know, I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't even know there was going to be a video for it because Paramore said that it wasn't going to be a single. So I wasn't expecting a video. You know, I went to lunch 20 minutes early just so I can mentally prepare myself. And I couldn't even fin finish my Chinese, mo Chinese food because I just had to watch this video immediately. Um, when it dropped, I was listening on the radio station that they were playing. I think it was uh, Beats One or BBC Radio. I, 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 forgive me. I don't remember which one but they were premiering it. And then again, I have the Paramore updates on my phone. And then they showed that they that they did a fucking video for it. So I immediately dropped everything I was doing. And I was like, ah, I gotta watch this video. But they dropped the video like two minutes into the song. So I finished listening to the song. I muted my uh, radio and I just sat and watched the video. And it was just like, the video opens with Haley in black and Taylor and Zach driving wearing all red. And Haley is representing her depression through the last few years and being isolated. And immediately this video had so much, so much meaning to me, you know, hard times didn't really grab me as much, you know, because I couldn't really relate. But like after the third watch, I went back to, you know, what I was doing. I was, I went back to work and I couldn't get the song out of my head. You know, I read the um, the article of the band talking about the concept for the video, and Zach had actually directed it, which I thought was super cool. You know, I love what he's doing with Half Noise. I think it's very artsy and very funky. And he said that Haley's anxiety seemed to go down while they were driving in the car. And as someone who suffers and struggles with high anxiety, it made the song so much more special to me. It made the video so much more special to me. The guitars in the song are so smooth and creative. And I, again, I just love everything that Taylor writes. Um, Haley's vocals just mesh really well with the music as well. Um, I think Haley had mentioned in that same interview that she had to change it a couple of times because it, nothing, nothing she was writing was really fitting the music. And just, I, I want to hear what those rough cuts sounded like because I love the song so much. And Zach's drumming and the Tam playing add that extra special punch to it. And it just reminds me of something that would fit on the record Sainthood by Tegan and Sarah. It's just, uh, as soon as I heard that song, I told everybody that's what I felt when I heard it. And nobody understood what I was talking about. But I hope that somebody listening to this understands what I'm talking about because it definitely could fit on Sainthood. Totally could. It could fit like right smack in the middle. I, I love Sainthood by Tegan and Sarah. Tegan and Sarah are the best. Um, overall, though, I think this song is perfect. You know, it's what I call the 2017 version of what alternative music looks like now. Uh, Paramore is a type band and have shown creativity on Brand New Eyes. Zach tapping a magazine on Misguided Ghosts alone show that they will try anything to make a song super special. I love the song. I love the guitars. I love Taylor's endless collection of Jazzmaster guitars. Um, I wish I could play the whole song, but unfortunately I can't. 
because Paramore have not given me permission to play any of their music. So I'm just going to play you guys a couple of seconds of Told You So. I love it. I hope you guys love it too. I was told you so again my favorite track on the record after laughter and it's probably my second if not close first favorite song by Paramore ever written uh, I just love that song it's it's so it's just so cool it's my boyfriend's favorite that song on the record he doesn't really like the record that much um, I say that he's a music snob all the time because he just doesn't expand his horizons but um, he loves that song so much we play it all the time and it it makes me so stoked because he's coming with me on every single Paramore show and he needs to like it at least somewhat so and he wasn't really a big fan of Hard Time so I'm glad he likes Told You So. So anyway moving on track four is a track called Forgiveness and it hurts me to say this but this is not my favorite Paramore song I just wish it had something to break up the consistency uh, again it's not a bad song I don't think any song on this record is a bad song so if I say if I say that, just know that I don't mean that any song on this record is bad. Um, the lyrics to this are so great. It makes it hard to be mad at the song, though. So um, all the lyrics on this album makes every song, even if I don't really care for it in the beginning or the end or, you know, if I don't care for the song, the lyrics really make me listen to it. You know, I can listen to this album front and back, you know, a million times. And it's mostly because of the lyrics, you know, the lyrics will really get you. You know, it's not a bad song by any means. It just didn't grab me. You know, it's not like a told you so or a tell me how. It's just, I, I don't really have a lot to say about forgiveness. It's not a bad song. Like I said, I can jam out to it. Kind of gives me a 90s vibe, you know, a 90s movie credit reel vibe. So, I mean, that's not a bad thing. I could totally, I would watch every single movie if this was the, uh, the end of the credits real song. So, I'm not mad at that, to be honest. That's... That's unfortunately all I have to say about forgiveness. Um, I'm going to play you guys just a little bit of it, and maybe you'll get what I'm saying about the whole 90s credit reel vibe. You hurt me bad this time. No coming back. And I cried till I couldn't cry. Another heart attack. And I lay on the floor. Or maybe I wake up and I don't pick up when you call. Cause your voice is a gun. So that was forgiveness again I don't have a lot of feelings about it just like I don't have a lot of feelings about Rose Colored Boy there's a couple of tracks on this record that I don't have big feelings for whether they're good or bad um, so just gonna move on and uh, track number five is called Fake Happy which was a uh, song that everybody was kind of excited to hear about um, first of all the intro to this song sounds like the song like lions do by right away great captain so i instantly fell in love with the song and it's just super cool and super relaxed and just overall i like the mood of the song and the lyrics are very real and i'm super into it and i'm really into Haley basically saying i'm not going to pretend to appease anybody you know and basically everybody is pretending to be fake happy at some point um again the lyrics are really cool 
the lyrics just kind of, they kind of cut right through you. It's basically saying, I'm not going to put on this front anymore. Um, they said it in the track by track interview that they did the day before after laughter dropped. It's just basically being sick of saying you're okay all the time. You know, they did it for years as a band and they just wanted us to think that they were going to, they were going to be fine. They just kept saying, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know, so I think fake happy had to happen so they could basically say, well, not everything's always going to be fine and we're not going to try and put on a front for you guys just because we want you to keep listening and we don't want you guys to worry about us. So I like fake happy. I think the song is really good. It's one of my favorites from the record for sure. It's a, it's a fan favorite for sure. So I can't wait to hear it live. Um, that's, that's really it. Really like the song. So here's a little bit of fake happy. I love making you believe What you get is what you see But I'm so fake happy I feel so fake happy And I bet everybody here Is just as insincere We're all so so that was Fake Happy, again, um, very as um, right away Great Captain vibes, like Lions Do is an incredible song. If you guys have never heard it before, totally check it out. It was put on a mix CD for me a long time ago, and it's one of the standout tracks that that person put on the CD for me. I love that band. I love Andy from Manchester Orchestra, and also I love Manchester Orchestra. So that was Fake Happy. The next song is called 26. It is track six on the record. And all I want to say to you guys is if you want to get your heart ripped out, good, because that's what the song will totally do. It's slow and acoustic. It's very raw and real about feeling helpless and hopeless, but also reaching for something bigger and seeing a glimmer of somewhere better in the future. You know, um, everybody loves this song. It's probably going to be the overall fan favorite of the record everybody talked about it when it came out it's been a discussion for everybody uh, all my parahoy friends uh, messaged me and said you gotta listen to 26 did you listen to 26 you have to listen to 26 it's the best song on the record and i personally don't think it's the best song on the record because again i love told you so but it's definitely a standout track i definitely see it being a single i totally see it being another only exception um, I don't really like the only exception. I got to be honest with you guys. I have a lot of bad memories tied to that song. So I, it's hard for me to listen to. Um, doesn't make it a bad song. I just, you know, I don't like the emotion that in, invokes in me when I hear it. But it's totally like a grown up version of the only exception. And I just think that 26 had to happen to Haley for it to have for it to be written. And I think that the song had to happen you know I think that the song will definitely be a healing moment for people listening to it for Haley Williams for the band I think it's one of those songs that always just needs to be there it needed to happen it needed to be felt and all the friends that I have that told me to listen to the song said that they cried hysterically. Um, a couple of my Parahoy friends actually uh, recorded covers of it. Everybody said it ripped their heart out. And a lot of people said that they, they needed it too and that it helped them heal from something that they were going through. And I think that's the main goal for Paramore. I think it's the main goal for Haley at all times for her to be relatable. 
and for also her to put all of her cards on the table especially with this record and have people hear like hey I'm a person and I'll get to that in one of the other tracks in a, in a couple minutes but she's basically saying hey I'm a person too you know I hurt the way you do I feel the way you do I I feel the same emotions that you guys do and I hope that you know it comes across and it totally comes across so I think if you definitely want something sad and you definitely want something real totally listen to 26 I think it'll be your favorite song and I think that that's a generalized feeling I, I love the song I think it's great like I said told you so is my favorite and then you can only have one favorite an album now you can't but I love 26 definitely think it's a standout if there's a video for it catch me crying so let me play you guys a couple seconds of that song after all wasn't I the one you said to keep your feet on the ground man you really brought me back down hold on to hope if you got it don't let it go for nobody I love that part in the song 26 because it's basically talking about the line in Brick by Boring Brick from Brand New Eyes when Haley says, um, keep your uh, feet on the ground when your head's in the clouds. Um, I think that's so cool that she she wrote that in the lyrics because it kind of breaks the fourth wall in music. Uh, I feel a lot of, it, it's kind of like, uh, I, I really don't know how to describe it. It's just you never see... Um, backtracking on lyrics by bands I feel and it's almost like it never happened it's like um when you're watching a tv show and they talk about famous people when in reality they're also famous too if not more famous than the person that they're talking about so it's just always funny and I just feel like it breaks the fourth wall when a band goes back to a lyric that they wrote so when she said that brick by boring brick line I thought it was really cool so that was 26 uh Another one of my favorite songs on the record is track seven. It's called Pool. It's, again, very chill 90s vibe I get from this song. I don't get a lot of 80s vibes from this record, to be honest with you guys. I know it's kind of 80s influence, but the only 80s influence song that I feel is Hard Times, and the video looks kind of more 90s with all the colors and everything. So it's strange that it was 80s influenced. But the song Pool is slow-paced and doesn't doesn't get boring it's very strange you know usually slow songs kind of get monotonous and boring in a sense but it definitely keeps you interested the lyrics are very strong and as close to a love song as we're going to get on this record but also pretty dark when you break down when you break them down individually so it's not like an only exception or a still into you but it's still kind of like you know hey i love you but you know there's some things that you know can be done in our relationship to make it better you know she Haley says a lot of cool lyrics you know that um something about her lungs you know feeling filling up with water and just basically feeling like she's drowning and diving back into to a pool and just I, I like the whole vibe of the song you know like I said I knew the lyrics before I recorded this to be honest with you guys I don't know why I'm blacking out every time I'm trying to you know tell them to you I should have probably written them down but I didn't but the whole song is just basically talking about diving back into something after um you know having a little bit of a rough patch or 
you know, feeling down about something that have ha has happened. So I, I like pool. I think it's cool. It's, which is funny that that rhymed, <laughs> but, um, told you so and fake happy and pool. They're all super different, but I like them for all different reasons. You know, like I keep saying over and over again, I like fast songs. I like aggressive songs. And this record definitely made me think of myself and the music that I listened to and really kind of turned it on its head, to be totally honest with you. Um, songs like Pool or some, is something that I never thought in a million years I would be into, but it's just like super catchy and kind of reminds me again of a, of a credit reel song that you would hear. But, you know, I can totally see myself windows down jamming out to this, you know, with friends in the car and singing along at the top of my lungs. It's just super cool vibe. I love this song, you know. Overall, it's simple, good summer jam, and it's just really relaxing. So I play that for you guys. So that was Pool, again, one of my favorite songs from the record. Um, just really chill vibe, really cool song. Um, track number eight is a song called Grudges, and Zach actually sings on the song, and I'm super happy about it because Paramore never collaborates with anybody, and on this record we have Zach singing and Aaron Weiss and Me Without You on another track that I'm going to get to in two songs. The song doesn't really stand out to me, but it's still a good song. Uh, the song has a great message to it, and I'm super into it. Um, Haley said that she wrote it about Zach and that um, when they were at a game together, she just saw Zach dancing and she just really wanted to capture that moment and capture the fact that she was super happy that Zach was back in the band because she loves him and she's always loved him. They've been friends forever. I mean, Zach was like the, the youngest drummer that I've ever heard of. He was like 11 or 12 when Paramore first started and he was amazing. He's just... He's super talented and Half Noises are also a really good band and you guys should definitely check them out. If you haven't, if you're a Paramore fan, you've probably checked them out. Zach actually sings in the band and I think he has an, a really good voice and the song definitely fits his whole Half Noise vibe and I think that Haley totally wrote this song with um, the desire to have Zach sing on the song in mind. I think she even kind of said that she was hoping when she was writing it that she would hope that Zach would do it. And at first he said in the, the interview that I'm referencing to, he said, uh, referring to, I'm sorry, that I'm referring to, he said that he was like, no way, he wasn't gonna do it. So the fact that he ended up doing it is really awesome. And I'm a fan of the song. Um, again, not really a big standout to me, but it doesn't mean it's not a good song. It just means that there's nothing about it to me personally that I found was like, oh my gosh, it wasn't, again, like I told you so. It didn't really have anything that captivated me, but still, I like the song. I like Zach's voice, and I think that he adds a little extra to it, especially because it is about him. So here is Grudges. Why did it take so long? So 
again. That was track eight, Grudges. I'm going to move on to track nine, which is called Caught in the Middle. Um, another song I don't really have a lot to say about, but it's just relax, no doubt kind of vibes, kind of like not really ska, I would say, but more of like the reggae kind of like, I don't really know. It's just a super chill vibe. Windows down, going to the beach kind of song, and just overall good with a cool Paramore vibe, and it's just something that they haven't really done yet. It's just super cool and interesting. Like I said, immediately thought of No Doubt when I heard it, and yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. Uh, Taylor said that he went out by himself. I don't remember where he said he was, but he just kind of like hung out by himself with his guitar and was just kind of like figuring some stuff out. And um, he got back and just started writing it. And I think it kind of sounds like he was by himself with a guitar. And you could totally hear that in the song. And yeah, here's a little bit of Caught in the Middle. So again, that was track nine called Caught in the Middle, and track number 10 I actually have a lot to say about. It's called Idol Worship, and I'm going to start off by saying that I wasn't really into the song at first, you know. I was, I, I wasn't um, saying that it was a bad song and I wasn't writing it off, but I listened to the whole record um, in all of its entirety from like start to finish uh, when I could, like when I was in a, was in a, when I was in the car for a long period of time. And I had the brain space to just listen from track one to track 12, starting with Hard Times, even though I've heard it like a bunch of times. I wanted to listen to the whole record. And when I finally did that, Idol Worship kind of like caught my attention. The song is called Idol Worship. I forgot to mention that. But at first, I didn't really like the music to it. I loved Haley's vocals because they sounded so raw. You know, there's um there's a line that I'm probably going to play in the 30 second clip. It's um, at the end of the first verse. All the verses are actually pretty raw and real, but she kind of sounds like she's like choking on the words, like not in a crying way, but just like crying them out essentially. I'll play it for you guys so you can kind of hear what I'm talking about. But it just seems so raw and powerful and kind of brings me back to the brand new eyes feeling that I love, you know, the aggressiveness and all that stuff that we know that Haley is more than capable of because on Parahoy, and on the whole writing the future tour when they played future and she screamed before you know the beat dropped and she's done that domesticated song that i bring up all the fucking time um so we know that her vocal range is incredible and that she can really do it all so it was really nice to hear that put in the song so i didn't really read the lyrics i mentioned it before i didn't really read the lyrics yet but immediately you can tell what she's saying and I respect it so much, you know, the the raw vocal parts will just break your heart, or at least they kind of broke my heart, and the song is basically Haley saying, I can't be and will never be the person some Paramore fans make me out to be, and it's really sad for me because I feel for her, you know, there's Paramore fans out there who criticize her for everything she does and is waiting for her to post to, uh, anything to react. There's so many fans out there who treat her like a celebrity and not a person. And hearing this album, I see her even more as a person and relatable because she struggled with self-doubt and anxiety and even depression. And some of my favorite Paramore lyrics ever because they're so honest, you know. Haley has 
you know, kind of put on this fake front, essentially. Like, everything is fine, everything is fine, you know, after brand new eyes. Oh yeah, the band is great, everything is great. Self-titled, yeah, we're so happy, everything is, everything is awesome. And After Laughter kind of like tells you no, you know, we're still people. And I just love this song because the lyrics, and she's basically like, listen, I'm literally a person. I'm not your hero. I'm not here to save you. I'm not your savior. You know, I'm just trying to live my life. You know, I'm just trying to make music with my friends. I'm not trying to be idolized. I'm not trying to go out on the street and have people, you know, attack me. I'm not into people waiting in bushes for me. I'm not into this. And it's like, I get it, man. You know, I, I've never been in a band. I've never been obviously idolized or been a celebrity, but I kind of understand what she's talking about. You know, I had a job where I worked out for a long time and people kind of gave me that sense of, you know, idolistic views. Like if I wasn't working, they wouldn't go, you know, if they would see me on break, they would talk to me outside of work. If they saw me in public, they would talk to me. You know, they kind of felt like I owed them something or like I owed them my time because I was good at my job. And it was just like, I was talking to somebody on the Parahoy community, which is the new live journal in 2017, I guess, for Paramore fans. And it's awesome. There's like 4,800 people. It's it's more than just Parahoy. It's everybody talking about Paramore. And since After Laughter came out, everybody's talking about that as well. And it's just, it's a really cool community. If you're a Paramore fan, I totally think you guys should be a part of it, even if you're not going on Parahoy. Or even if you've never been on Parahoy, totally join it. Or just kind of creep around it. But anyway, I don't worship... Uh, there was a thread a couple of days ago on the community saying, do you guys feel personally, do you guys feel offended by it? And I was like, well, if the shoe fits, essentially, if you're offended by the song, that means that you've done something that Haley is talking about, or you've idolized her in a way that she finds uncomfortable. And that's why you're offended because you've done it. And, you know, I've said it time and time again, like if I... I live in New York, so obviously it doesn't happen often because Haley does not live in New York. But if I ever saw her out in public, I don't think I would ever ask for a for a picture or like an autograph or anything. I would just kind of like walk on by, you know, I probably wouldn't even acknowledge her mostly because of anxiety reasons. But also it's like just because I've seen this person and she is known and I love the things that she does doesn't mean that she doesn't mean I'm entitled to go up to her and ask her for a picture, you know? Just because you like some somebody's work doesn't mean that you're entitled to their time or entitled to them as a person or entitled to go up to them, you know? I know, I know that Haley has been more than kind to anybody that comes up and asks for a picture or a high five or, you know, just wants to talk to her. But also at the end of the day, it's like, it's gotta be exhausting, especially if you're out in public and it's not the first person that's come up to you for a picture. And it's just, it, they've been doing this for a long time. And Haley has been doing this a long time as well. And it's just like, after a while, it just gets tired. I'm sure you get tired of it. I would get tired of it too. It's like at the end of the day, like, I just want to go to Target. And I just want to get my Starbucks. And I just want to go home and just like live my life. So Idol Worship has incredible lyrics. And they're the, probably the most honest lyrics that Haley's ever written. I'm sorry if that sounds like an insult if Haley ever listens to this, but I just think that idol worship needed to happen because I feel like those feelings have been bottled up for a very long time and they just needed to finally be written. And I hope 
I hope that she's at peace now that they're out there. And I hope that fans kind of take it and say, all right, maybe we should step back a little bit. Maybe we should just enjoy the music, enjoy her from the internet perspective, like just like her tweets and, you know, say nice things to her. It's like a lot of people bully her and a lot of people say a lot of weird and mean shit. Like when the album was being written, everything that Haley would write, people were like, leak the album, leak the album. When's the album coming out? And she's repeatedly told people to take a chill pill, you know, relax, it's coming. All good things come to people that wait and like all this stuff. Like she said it like twice on Twitter and people just would not leave her alone. And it's just so fucking annoying. Like the album was going to come out. The album did come out. And now people are just, they're just never happy and they always want more from her. And it's just super frustrating. So um, I'm going to play a little bit of Idol Worship. Maybe you guys will hear what I'm talking about with the verses. And I love this song now. I'm sorry that I ever doubted this song, but the lyrics are incredible. And yeah, rock on Haley. Be sure to put your faith in So Idol Worship, definitely one of, um, another one of my favorite songs on the record, um, mostly for its lyrics, not really because the song as a whole I find really good. Um, I mean, I find the whole album really good, I shouldn't say that, but it's just lyrically one of my favorite songs on the record just because of its honesty. And now with Idol Worship, um, track number 11 is actually an outro for no, um, for, for the song, it's called No Friend. Um, and let me just start off by saying Paramore fans are a very excited group of individuals. Like the Paramore family is currently trying to, or was currently trying to look for Parahoy 3 clues from very strange places. And I'm like, you guys inspire me with all your ways of getting and guessing information. So it's important for me to say that because someone had posted about Paramore registering songs a few months back for what we all assumed at the time was the official track listing for After Laughter. Now I was excited because there was a song called Idol, Idol Worship Outro featuring Aaron Weiss of Me Without You, which first of all, I see the word outro and seem to always think Haley hears my constant nagging about them recording the Miracle outro, which will still forever be my favorite Paramore song. It's tied with Careful and Told You So. So I lost my fucking mind thinking that Aaron was doing something with the Miracle outro. I don't know what he would be doing, but I was super excited about it, whatever it was. And don't ask me, guys. I was in a fragile state of mind, and I've been thinking about the, Mar the Miracle outro since 2009. So don't ruin this for me. Or at least don't ruin it for me at the time, because it was ruined when it wasn't on the record. <laughs> me Without You is one of my boyfriend's favorite bands. Before we started dating, he told me the song he wants to die to if he ever gets into a car accident is a song by by them from brother sister which is his quote-unquote rainy day record and since we started dating many moons ago they become one of my favorites and we've seen them so many times live i love them their music and aaron is so creative he's a creative genius so yeah needless to say i was excited also for non-paramore fans me without you is Haley's favorite band and also i think one of taylor's favorite bands if not his favorite band uh, Haley has two songs on their record, 10 Stories, that she sings on. When the actual track listing came out, I was distraught. I didn't see the outro. I thought, why would Paramore do this to me? Why? Why? I didn't let it go until one of the cruisers on the Facebook page said the album, um, we're talking about the album, 
and all of the songs that were listened to and there was a talk of No Friend and how it started. Someone said Aaron sang on it and Haley wasn't on it and immediately people called this song trash and a disappointment and it was so disheartening and I was, I was and still live it over it and this is why. Many bands have songs on the record where the singer isn't on it. My favorites are Two Tongues and The Chariot. This one was different because it was a three minute song that quote unquote didn't sound like Paramore was a waste of a song. And it it just gets me mad. Paramore is on the song. Paramore is not just Haley. And I've been posting on my Facebook and the Rebel Hearts page with the pictures of Haley wearing the infamous Paramore as a band shirt that actually became relevant today. Um, I started recording this last Sunday and it is now Sunday, May 20th when I'm finishing it. I'm sorry guys. When I was recording this, my mom had asked me to help her out go back to my old house and help her grab some stuff. So it took me a while to get back on the horse. But anyway, so today Haley had posted some jerseys that um, someone sent her for the show tonight. They're playing the weenie roast for KROQ, I think. I don't remember, I'm sorry guys, but it's definitely the weenie roast that they're playing tonight. And they got one jersey that said Haley and the other one said Paramore. So she said, cool, good to know that Paramore is just about me. So I sent her the picture of Paramore as a band with her wearing the shirt. Anyway, off topic, but you know, still relevant. <laughs> um, it's, it's like, I will say if you don't like me without you, you'll most likely not like the song or really get it. It's gotta be cool for Taylor though, to be playing on a song that sounds like his favorite band. And it's gotta be so cool for Haley to have the song on the record that she puts so much emotional labor into. The song is super creative and introduce and interesting enough, the vocals were live recorded that they said, um, which I think is awesome. And I didn't know until after I already heard the song and it made the song that much cooler. The band has said, you aren't supposed to be able to make out the, uh, the words clearly, you know, and what he's saying. Uh, but the lyrics are available. Although there is like an intro that Aaron sang before you hear him say the first couple of lyrics that are in the book. I don't know what he's saying, but I think it's incredible and I can't wait to hear it live. Um, overall, the song is a creative explosion by all these incredibly talented musicians that happens to just sound different than your average Paramore sound. The entire album takes you takes you to forget everything you know about the band and open your mind to new music tones and sounds. If you like me without you, you're already halfway there. And with no friend, you'll probably get it right off the bat. Um, I can't wait to hear this live because I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if Haley's going to sing Aaron's parts. I don't know what she's going to do. But they have one of my favorite lines on the whole record where Aaron says at the end of the song, I'm no savior of yours, but you're no friend of mine. And he kind of yells the last time that he says it. And if Haley Williams does that live, I will probably collapse. And it's only because... I, I can't imagine my two favorite things colliding, like Haley Williams having an aggressive vocal part and and yelling a line that's so cool from the record, done by one of the coolest vocalists out there that I think. Me Without You is an incredible band and Aaron is an incredible vocalist. And his storytelling is just really cool. Um, a lot of a lot of fans didn't really get the song and they were like, is Paramore breaking up and this is how they're telling us? And I had to let everybody know, like, listen, Aaron co-wrote the song, but I mean, Haley co-wrote the song, but Aaron does this thing with storytelling, you know, and Haley even said that he took a past Paramore lyrics and added it in to his storytelling. And it just like collides Paramore's old lyrics and Aaron's way of storytelling in a really 
is a nice collaboration between the two bands, but it's still a Paramore song. Like Zach's still on it, JMJ is still on it, Taylor's still on it, Haley co-wrote the song. It's on their fucking record. I mean, it's still a Paramore song. And I get what people mean like, oh, this wasn't the song that I was expecting. And people were like, well, it's not an outro because it's three fucking minutes long. Like if you're gonna make an outro, I'll make it like a minute or something. It's like, no, it's a fucking incredible song. And if you don't like the lyrics, I don't understand why. Why don't you like them? So that's all I have to say about No Friend. I love the song. I love Aaron. I love Me Without You. I love Paramore. I love that this happened. And I'm so grateful that they didn't let me down. Even though in Idol Worship, Haley says, let me let you down. Um, Paramore didn't let me down. So here's a couple uh, seconds of Idol, uh, No Friend, sorry. So that was track number 11, the idol worship outro that's called No Friend. And we're finally here guys, track number 12. It's called Tell Me How and this song is so hauntingly beautiful. It's just a simple piano song that will hit you so hard. It's so rare and honest and stripped down. Seeing this live is going to be like seeing my heart acoustic on Parahoy 2, not a dry in the house. I promise you guys, it was emotional as fuck. Um, Tell Me How is just, really about um, somebody from your past that you, you know, you're kind of sad that they're not here anymore in your life, you know, they've moved on, your friendship has been severed, and, you know, you, you don't know what to say, you you miss them, and you don't know how to, how to feel about it, you know, Haley says, tell me how to feel about you now, you know, you think that I erased you, and I can't hate you, and all this stuff, and anybody that's ever gone through a friend breakup, or you know, any sort of breakup will probably identify with this song. It's just super sad. And it really is a good end of the record because it's super emotional and the record itself is just an emotional labor. So um, there's really not much else to say except for Tell Me How is really gonna hit you right in the feels. It's going to make you cry. It's going to make you wonder why all of your friendships have deteriorated. And if there's anything else that you can do to ever salvage them, it's just going to make you dig super deep. So here is the last song on After Laughter. Tell me how. I think I'm tired of getting over it. Just starting something new again. I'm getting sick of the beginnings. I can't believe I have it yet. You know, I got my own convictions, and they're stronger than any addiction. 
So that was the last track on After Laughter called Tell Me How, and Haley's voice has definitely um, gotten super mature over the years, and it's like the deepest I think we've ever heard it, and it just really adds the extra, you know, deep cut that uh, this record has given. So that's After Laughter. I give the record an honest 10 out of 10, and you might ask me why, especially because through this entire review I said there's songs that I didn't like or that didn't really like grab me, but it's because I think this record is lyrically Paramore's best to date. It shows pain and honesty that we haven't really explored yet. Paramore has been a band for over a decade. They've been involved in endless drama and loss of friendships, and I feel up until now they put on a brave face for fans so fans wouldn't know the hurt that their favorite band was going through. And Haley said the last two years were the first time she struggled with anxiety and depression, and I think that was a good thing. And also, you know, the fact that she's been so open about it, you know, she's talked about going through therapy, she's talked about all these struggles, you know. Tell Me How is... You know, a lot of people assume who it's about. You know, there are songs on the record, of course, you're always going to assume it's about, especially if you're, you know, one of those fans. But overall, it's just the lyrics to Idol Worship Alone will tell you how hard it's been to keep all that pent up inside. You know, I don't like the 80s. I love aggressive music and fast music. I, Like I said, I'm a brand new Eyes fan, but I also love pop music, and this record has been such a true test of my musical taste, and I loved it. I listened to the record start to finish, and it sounded so much better than Piece by Piece, and I totally recommend if you guys didn't really like the record, listen to it in its entirety. And listen to the lyrics, you know, listen to everything, you know, listen to all the instrumentals, listen to, you know, everything super closely, especially if Paramore's one of your favorite bands, you know, you can't be mad at a band for honesty. And I'm so excited for this era of Paramore, you know, they've been playing a couple shows and I'm just, you know, I'm so ready for it, you know, I'm so ready for all the bullshit to be over. I'm so ready for the real smiles and the real tears and, you know, no more fake happy as Haley called it on the record, you know, no more facade. You know, I want her to be honest. I want Taylor to be honest. I want Zach to be honest. I want them all to be honest. And I don't want them to try and say everything's okay. If it's not okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them not being okay as long as they're honest about it. You know, I love this band. I love them all as people. I want them to be okay. You know, it's it's super sad. You know, it's, it's weird because, I you know, I don't know any of them personally. But I feel like I've known them for over a decade you know, watching them grow and watching all the struggles that they've gone through, it really does feel like you're a part of something, you know, especially with the Paramore fan group, you know, you all start to feel like family and you all start to feel like you know these people, even if you don't. And it's just a weird feeling because I don't want it to seem like I'm one of those people that is obsessed or anything, but, you know, I really, I, I hurt with these, these individuals, you know, it's like seeing a friend hurt. You don't want to see your friend hurt. You know, Haley said it on Self-Titled, you know, when she was writing Hate to See Your Heartbreak about Taylor, you know, when you go through, and she said it on Parahoy too, you know, when you see somebody hurt and you can hurt with them, it's kind of a beautiful thing. You guys can share that. And, you know, even though I don't know any of them personally in Paramore, you know, being able to hurt with them and being able to experience after laughter is just an incredible thing. So that's really it. That's how I feel about After Laughter. I hope you guys like the record as much as I do, and I and really listen to what Haley is saying, and I will be more than willing to talk to anybody about their feelings about it, why, if anybody wants to ask me why I feel a certain way about, like, Rose Colored Boy, because everybody loves that song, and I just think that it's, it's a great song, but not one of my favorites. So, yeah. 
feel free to email me. <laughs> but um, there's been a lot to catch you guys up on what's going on with music lately. So give me a couple of minutes because it's going to be a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to start with my friends in Air Sound. They dropped Layers Volume 1 on Friday, May 12th, same day as After Laughter. They have a video for the song Proud you guys can check out on YouTube. And they also have new shirts for the song available on their Facebook page. So be sure to check that out. The shirts are super cool. Alexis said that they came out really cool too. And also, as of yesterday, which is May 19th, they, they're releasing a song called Lacuna on May 24th, I believe. You can double check that. Um, I'm excited because the sound, the sound of the song kind of sounds a little electronic-y and I'm all about it. Uh, now Now has finally graced us with new music and a tour. Woo! Their new single, SGL, which stands for Shotgun Lover or Shotgun Love, I believe it is, sorry, is um, out now and it's a total banger. I love the song. I love everything Now Now does. I was listening to their record uh, Cars today on my record player as I was cleaning and doing my socks. They're also going on a short tour that I already have tickets for in July and also the long-awaited repress of their record Threads. It's up on nownowmusic.com. Album hasn't been announced at the time of recording this, but I will update the Facebook page as those details become available. Tiger Straw's new record, Spin, came out Friday, May 19th, which is this past Friday. Um, prior to the release, they had three singles. They had Escape Plan, which will give you self-titled vibes with a slowed down acoustic type song. A lot of people said it sounds like the song Chemicals from the self-titled record. And they also had up Guardian and the song June. Those are all available on YouTube if you guys wanted to check them out before buying the record. And they also have pre-order bundles still on the website. The album came out, but the pre-order bundles are still up on the website because the record, the vinyl record hasn't shipped yet. I think they ship in June, I believe. I haven't gotten mine yet and I haven't gotten a confirmation, though I think I sent it to the wrong email address, so not really helpful for me. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Check it out on their website, pre-order the record or, pre or just buy the record. I haven't heard it yet because like I said, I sent it to the wrong email address. So I might just have to wait or I'll just buy it on iTunes and just support the record twice because I love Tiger's Jaw and I love supporting music. So then that's it for Tiger's Jaw. And then the next band I'm going to talk about is Candy Hearts. They changed their name actually and released a new so uh, single called Girlfriend off their upcoming EP Ice Cream Antisocial. They're now under the new name Best X and front woman Marielle spoke to Billboard magazine about the name change. She said... Candy Hearts has always been an extension of everything I am. I came up the, with the idea of the band when I was a teenager, and I think it was deeply empowering at the time to be able to be in a punk band, shout on stage, and still own the fact that I was such a shy, insecure girl. That was always my thing. I'm powerful despite my anxieties. I think over the past five years, after the amazing whirlwind my band has been through, and I still can't believe even, it even happened. It really transformed me from an extension of myself to an extension of my anxiety and not much else. To me, Best X is taking everything that Candy Hearts is, everything that I am, and giving it a make a breakup makeover. Only I didn't break up with a lying, good-for-nothing human being. I broke up with my lying, good-for-nothing anxiety. To me, this record is the light at the end of the tunnel I've been trying to figure out for the last two and a half years. Making it felt like falling and figuring out my wings actually didn't had hadn't been clipped like I thought. Sorry. I'm so happy to have this finally be out there and to have it stand where it belongs along all the other songs, which I consider a deep part of who I am. Miley Cyrus is back with a new song called Malibu that's available on Spotify. I haven't heard it yet. My friend Pat, who was on my previous episode, said that it is not a good song, but I have a lot of issues with Miley Cyrus. Uh, I think that she 
used cultural appropriation in a really negative way, and I have a lot of feelings about it, but anyway, this is not about negativity, but she is back with a new song called Malibu, and she's reinventing herself. Uh, Taylor Swift has been on, been working on new music for the last six months. She had recently said in a magazine, I saw in Stop and Shop today that she has, um said in one of the tabloid magazines that she disappeared and why she disappeared. I haven't read it yet, but she will be back with new music probably this year, if not the beginning of next year. And then the only non-female band related news, but I have to share, is one of my favorite hometown bands, Crime and Stereo, will be doing my top five favorite record of all time. This The record is dead front to back at the Knitting Factory in New York, August 11th. I saw them a uh, couple. I saw them the day that After Laughter dropped, which was Friday the twelfth, and they announced it, and I almost fell on the floor. And it's not because some asshole kicked me, and he like just legitimately slammed into me, and it was terrible. Lemuria is actually in the studio recording a new record. No updates on that yet, but I'm very excited to hear them because they haven't done anything in a long time, and I'm super stoked for them. And I'll definitely play a song by them when that record comes out because they've given me permission. I love them. They're sweethearts, and the next time that they're playing the city, I'm totally going to go. Bully has actually finished recording their new record and has a song called Right for the um, Our First 100 Days project, which is a project where the proceeds benefit women's rights, immigration, and a ton of other issues. So definitely check that out online. You can uh, Google it, and it's also on Bandcamp. Just uh, check out 100 Days Project or just type in Bully the Band Right or any combination of those. The song sounds like the song I remember from their record Feels Like, which is the first song I ever played on this podcast. Paris is back with a new single called Heaven, which is so good. The last part where Lynn says, you took my, you took my heaven away a bunch of times gives me chills every single time I listen to it and is very reminiscent of the line in the Law Dispute song King's Park, where Jordan cries out, can I still get into heaven if I kill myself? And it's just really, it just really rips you. It'll forever make me want to be in a band, and the video is really cool. And now they have up pre-orders for their new record, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell, due out August 4th. They've been playing another uh, new song off it live called Half. Can't wait to check that out on the record. I can't really make out what Lynn is saying in the live videos, but it sounds really cool. She does some drumming parts at the end with Justin Nace, who is their touring drummer. And I reached out to their management and label to see if I can play any of their music on the podcast. They haven't gotten back to me yet, but hopefully they will soon. Uh, Churches is in the studio recording their third record, which I'm super excited about. And lastly, Parahoy 3 was announced the same day as After Laughter came out, and I cannot handle it right now, guys, because, whew, what a day Friday was. After Laughter came out, then Parahoy 3 got announced, and then a couple days later, the North American tour for Paramore got announced. I've already bought in so many tickets, I'm going on four dates. Uh, catch me in Philly, Boston, New York, and Toronto, and possibly Nashville. I don't know if I'm going to make Nashville because it's literally two days after Toronto, and I don't know if I can get off of work, but it'd be really cool. I can't wait to see all my favorite pair of Hoy friends that I've made since the last one. And that was all of the music news that I have for the month. It's been a crazy month, guys. It's been really great and exciting with everything that's been released. It's super inspiring to be around so many cool things. Um, 
that's really it for the episode. I hope you guys liked my review of After Laughter. And before I leave you guys, I'm going to tell you where to find me. You can find me on Twitter, which is just Rebel Hearts Girl. You can find me on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash rebelheartspodcast, gmail.com slash, um, I'm sorry, gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. I don't know my own email address. Um, it's rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com. That's what it is. Woo! It's been a day. And that's it. Oh, and Instagram is Sam is Socks. So that's all I have to say for you guys. I am going to leave you with a song. I'm going to leave you with the band called Upset. The song is called About Me from their record, She's Gone. That came out in 2013. The band is fronted by Allie Cooler, who actually does all the ordering handling for Tuesday Basin, who is a really cool LA artist and clothing brand designer who has done work for Paramore's Writing the Future Tour and is a good friend of Haley Williams's. I feature her in the zine that's coming out in five days. I'm so excited to actually get it in my hands. Woohoo! Be sure to check that out. And Tuesday is releasing a line of all size inclusive comfy denim. That's going to be awesome. So that's it guys. I'm going to leave you with upset and I will see you at the front. Mm -hmm.